0: Celiac disease, which is the inability to digest food with gluten, affects 1 in 70 Australians. One of those is my guest this week, Kylie Banks. She reveals how she found out she has celiac disease, how many others might have it without even knowing, and what they can do about it.
1: Welcome to Science of the Times Radio.
0: Well, it's great to have you with us here this week on Signs of the Times Radio, and joining me today is one of my good friends from the office, Mrs. Kylie Banks. How are you doing, Kylie?
1: Yeah, good, thanks. How are you?
0: Good, thanks. So, we've had a few conversations in and around the office about various things that you do, and, you know, I don't want to steal the thunder for upcoming articles or podcasts, but one that did particularly catch my eye is that you are... Gluten free. Well, I'm I'm gluten free. I'm intolerant to gluten, but your experience with gluten is is much more severe in that you have celiac disease. Am I correct there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm a raging celiac.
0: Yeah, that's right. And I know one time you mentioned to me that you've described it as such so that people take it seriously. Is is that true?
1: Yeah, I mean, these days, uh, a lot of people are gluten intolerant and, you know, you, you, you go into a restaurant and you get a lot of gluten free options. But with a celiac, it, it's, it takes it to a whole new level. Gluten is poison for your body. It, it's not an intolerance. It, it, it's actually going to mess with your body big time. And, and it is, it's, it's like poison for it
0: before we get into your story I'm just thinking because like the times when I've gone to a cafe or the shops or whatever and asked for something gluten-free you get the old eye roll like you're one of those people who are just doing it for lifestyle changes but for someone who's a celiac it's a very it's like a severe problem is that frustrating for you like going into places where people are gluten-free because of the trend and it's sort of shifting the way people view being gluten-free
1: yeah look uh, I've I approach it now from a different angle. And I'm a newbie celiac. I've, I've only had my diagnosis this year. But what I do now is I, I just don't even use gluten-free. When I When I walk into a cafe or a restaurant, I will say to them, I am a really bad celiac. What can you, what options do I have if I'm eating here? And some of them will look at me as if, huh? What's celiac? And others of them know straight away because they know someone that's celiac, they've got a family member that's celiac, they they have some sort of experience with it already. And so that gives me the opening then to know how to approach it with them. If I just straight out say, I'm a celiac and just watch for their reaction, then I know how much I've got to educate them and how much I don't need to educate them. But I always, I always err on the side of caution when I go in somewhere these days because I, I just, I can't afford to have any sort of gluten. It just messes with me for months.
0: Yeah. We'll go into some of those stories that you have to share in just a moment because I know you've had some really bad experiences with it. But let's just dial back a little bit and talk about gluten. Now what is gluten? Cuz for example, I recently was making a pad thai and one of the ingredients was rice vinegar. So I went to Coles and they had glutinous rice vinegar. Yeah. And I was like, "What? <laughs> is there gluten in rice?" But then I looked it up and it's apparently gluten is it's like describing something that's sticky like the rice is sticky or whatever so i was like oh okay well i can use it then but so what what is gluten where is it found
1: yeah look i've i'm not i'm probably not the best person to ask as far as the all the intricate ins and outs of it but it's present in wheat basically and it's a component in wheat that, that celiacs just react to very, very badly. So for someone like me, I can't consume it. I can't have it. I can't have my food prepped where any gluten is, there's traces of. I can't buy food that is produced in the same factory as gluten. So for example, rolled oats, to my understanding, they, don't necessarily have the gluten in them, but they're prepared in the same factory as what wheat do.
0: Yeah, I've heard wheat about is. that.
1: So for me, I would need to buy gluten free rolled oats, and they just happen to cost a small fortune. So it, it's not for for me, and and for for other celiacs, it's not necessarily just about that component being in your food. It's it's also about how your food's prepared, where it's prepared. And as a rule of thumb, I just remember that acronym BROW. So, barley, rye, oats, wheat. They're the main things that you're going to find gluten Mm. in. And so, I avoid those at all costs. And I then also have an app on my phone, which is from the Celiac Australia Foundation and, and if in doubt like i'm always reading labels now so if in doubt i can look it up there and it will very quickly tell me whether yep you can have that or no don't don't go near that
0: yeah i was just going to ask that because you you mentioned that even if it's made in the same factory it might be a problem now a lot of stuff that's sold will have a may contain you know gluten or is prepared in the same factory as gluten now i always read that as a sort of a like a a disclaimer so that if you buy something and you react to it by some chance or whatever, then you can 't sue them, but when you read that label, do you automatically stay away from those ones, or is do you take it as a sort of disclaimer thing that it is
1: no for for, for me i I stay well away so for example, I was doing some i 've got a fruit and veg site that i that I purchased from it 's all like spray free. Vegetables and they, they stock pantry items and, and some frozen pre prepared meals and that sort of thing. And they were advertising something, a couple of things as gluten free. When they arrived, they're not gluten free. They're prepared in a, a factory. The, the actual food might be gluten free, as in no, no gluten present in the ingredients and stuff. But because it's prepared in a factory, uh, that produces gluten or in a workspace where gluten's prepared as well. Yeah, for me, I, I, I have to stay well clear of that. So for me, it was then a case of me contacting them and saying, hey, you can't actually advertise this as gluten free. It's actually against the law because it's not. For, for a celiac, yeah, I can't have that. So, you know, for me, I just had to give it away to the neighbour or or whatnot. But for someone that's gluten intolerant, they could well be able to just tolerate traces of gluten.
0: So, what happens to you when you when you accidentally eat even a little bit of gluten or say, for example, if you eat more gluten?
1: Yeah, look, so I've had, since my diagnosis, I've had a couple of, unintentional mishaps like that. I ordered some chips once and I thought I'd done all my due diligence. And it was early on in the day too. So you you learn, you learn the tricks of the trade as you go along. There were not many options around at the time and I didn't have any food with me and I was starving. So I, I walked into... The only place that was open was was a pub and I said to them, I'm celiac, I cannot have gluten. This is what happens when I do. Are your basically chips were my my only option. I said to them, you know, are your chips done in a separate fryer? Do you have a just a dedicated chip fryer? Yep. Yep. We do, we do, no problem. So, you know, there's no batter that's going in there. So I thought I was a I was pretty good. I was pretty safe. And they were good chips. They were really good chips. And I chowed down big time. I was hungry. They were good. I hadn't had hot chips since I'd been diagnosed. And they were superb. And I had them sort of in the afternoon. By that evening, I was feeling absolutely rotten. And quite literally, it took me a good three months to really put that behind me and I would get everything from bloated stomachs it feels like I have a football in there two three four footballs sort of in there stomach pain lots of lots of going to the toilet number twos and very soft too you know I would become just so tired just absolutely smashed there's days where I couldn't get out of bed You know, I I wouldn't be up until 7 o'clock at night and then I'd be back in bed a couple of hours later. Also, really, really, really foggy head. So ineffective at work, at home. I've I've got a nine-year-old, you know, and li- life's just really hard when you're like that and you're not performing. And yeah, it puts a big strain on my my work. It puts a big strain on my family life, mm. on my relationship with my husband, on, you know, because someone's got to pick up the slack when you're, you like that?
0: Either either you consumed a small amount of gluten, either that or the the people who were selling the chips to you were were careless. But if that's if that was only a small amount of gluten, what would happen if you ate a large amount of gluten? Is it life threatening?
1: If I ate it on a long term basis, yeah, I'd develop all sorts of complications from that. So I, I really couldn't figure out what had gone on and where why I was feeling so bad. So I went on and did some. Did some research, and turns out that a lot of chips have wheat added to them, and I'm not just talking say if they're battered chips, that's different altogether, but actually in the chip mixture mm-hmm. so they do it so that the chips aren't so stodgy that's why they taste so good too and yeah, so that I mean the the people working there they wouldn't have done it intentionally they probably just don't even realize that their their chips have wheat in them and you can buy gluten-free chips at the supermarket now that you can put in yourself and of all places mcdonald's their chips are generally gluten-free so yeah look basically just a teaspoon of gluten will take a, a celiac a good three months to get out of their system
0: because it's all it's all got to do with with the gut hey and how your gut absorbs that food hey
1: yeah so uh, for me i was diagnosed earlier this year and i think according to the specialist i would have had this all my life really yeah wow and interestingly enough you know when the gp I i was just lucky that i had a gp who threw the net wide and you know tested for for a whole lot of things. And I remember getting the phone call from him and just saying, did you know you're a raging celiac? They were his words, not mine. And I'm sort of like, what? Because it had never been flagged before. And and I remember speaking to my mum later that week and and my doctor you know, said to me, yeah, with these kind of levels, you would have been a celiac all your life.
0: Whoa. Did you f- suspect that there was something going on before that point?
1: Oh yeah, I thought I was going. I honestly thought I was going nuts. I was. My head was so fuzzy. I could not focus. I couldn't concentrate. I had the attention span of a gnat. Was this
0: all your life growing up?
1: No, off and on. So I I I remember calling my mum and and um telling her, and she was like, "Oh, well, that kind of makes sense." She said because when you were a baby, you used to get all these really really diabolical pooey nappies and you'd get about eight a day you know and we took you to a a doctor and he diagnosed you with a lactose and gluten intolerance and they were living in Papua New Guinea at the time so they'd taken me down to lay and apparently they she said we put you on a diet a special diet for six months and it all seemed to clear up so she she thought I was fine and took me off the diet as you do so Yeah, look, I think even though I haven't actually known it, I think I've always had just a gut instinct. But I think over over the years, and I spent probably five and a half years living in Asia, and then we moved back here. And in Asia, I didn't have a high-glutinous diet. And then we moved back here, I think. I think basically it was just the perfect storm. I was eating probably more more gluten than I had been eating in a very long time. I had a lot of stress on in my life coming from a lot of different places. And I, yeah, I just think that it just all got too much. And my body just got to the point where it literally wasn't functioning. It was like I was comatosed. I'd get to five o'clock in the afternoon or whenever and forget it. So, I literally thought I was going a bit nuts. I I was ready to go and get myself tested for ADHD and all manner of things because I really thought I was, you know, I couldn't concentrate, I couldn't remember things. And normally, you know, in the past, I I actually have had quite a good memory up until, like, childbirth. Your memory sort of slips on out with the child, you know. (laughs) But, yeah, there there was just a lot of things going on and I, I literally thought I was going a bit loopy.
0: Do you think that your life has gotten better since you were diagnosed now that you you sort of have some sort of control over how you react to gluten or like trying to be more careful in the lookout for it?
1: Absolutely. You know, just, just knowing what's going on, I can now, I have a lot more control over how I, I feel. For me, my condition was so bad that when I actually walked into the gastrologist's office to see me... He actually said, oh, so you're Kylie Banks. And I looked at him as if, yes. And he said, I I looked at these results and just went, I've got to see this woman. And he actually, by by the end of that consultation, I had to go in, obviously, for a gastroscopy. He bumped someone from his surgery list just so he could get me in to his next surgery day because he could just see I was – I couldn't function at all. I would run late for everything. My time management was just atrocious. I couldn't – I I just was not coping with life
0: mm.
1: at all. And when it came back, when I got my results back and I had my follow-up test consult with him – Basically how he explained it is in in your intestine there's things called villi and they're sort of they're bumpy. It's almost like seaweed if you can imagine that in in there. And at the end of that that's what helps you absorb your fats and your sugars and and those those sorts of things. But in a celiac those villi get so damaged that they're non-existent, your intestine wall is just flat, is how he explained it to me. So for me, basically for 12 months, not only am I off gluten, but I'm off all dairy and I'm off all sugar, including unrefined sugar, fructose, all of that sort of stuff is just a no-no for me right now until my villi heal and I I was I was really lucky and I think it's because I actually had a really healthy diet anyhow but you know celiacs man they can they can suffer from malnutrition because they're not absorbing the nutrients from their food and that brings her up around, you know, they're susceptible to osteoporosis, kidney failure. I, I I remember talking to a girl who she actually got diagnosed when she was 18 and she ended up in hospital with kidney failure and and all sorts of things because while she was studying for her HSC, basically had a cheese toastie binge. That's all she lived on while she was studying and didn't know she was a celiac and completely and utterly did a whole lot of damage to herself and ended herself up in hospital. So, you know, it's a it's a serious thing, and it is an autoimmune disease. And there are plenty of complications that that can come from that. You actually can be susceptible to a whole lot of cancers if you're not dealing with your celiac properly. There's a lot of stuff that your thyroid can can go whoopee, all 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 manner of things.
0: Those sound like very extreme things. And there may be people out there who are listening to this who react to gluten, but they're not sure if they're celiac. So in, in any of your research, have you come across what's the difference? Cause there are quite a few people who are intolerant to gluten out there. For example, I know a lot of people, you know, being that my parents are from Poland, I have like Polish connections and a lot of people who come here from Europe have no issues with sourdough bread. In Europe, but all of a sudden they react to it here. So my girlfriend and I go through macas and eat like, you know, something we thought was gluten free. And then she has like all this acne popping up because, Mm. like, for example, my gluten free thing is that I have a skin issue, dermatitis, because of my gut and how it absorbs gluten. But obviously at the same time, I'm intolerant to it because I've, that's what my naturopath has told me, which doesn't mean I'm a celiac. It just means, you know, if I eat it, my stomach will be bad. I'll have some of the symptoms that you described, but nowhere near as severe as you have it. Mm. So, like, what's your understanding of the difference between celiac and intolerant?
1: Yeah, so as I understand it, given the right circumstances, the perfect storm, for want of a better term, and some of the key ingredients for that, consuming huge amounts of gluten for a or for an extended period of time, a huge increase of stress in your life, things like that, you could go from move from being intolerant to to full blown really? celiac. Yeah, as I as I understand it, and and that's not to say that that will happen for everyone. But if you already ha- have a susceptibility to to gluten intolerance, then it's something that you you really do need to just go easy on you know it 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 obviously is is your body's way of saying hey i can tolerate a little bit of that but don't overload me with it because it's not going to be good for my body and i mean you you can always get tested initially it's a simple blood test Mm -hmm. that you get celiac can't be diagnosed without a gastroscopy so you can have the blood test and you can show up you know some pretty funky results on your blood test, but unless you actually go and get that that gastroscopy, where they actually go down in and have a look at your, your intestines and your villi and and that sort of thing.
0: Whenever I go to a church like youth lunch or whatever, mm. a lot of people are very accommodating of our gluten free thing, even though there are those people who who whinge about it and say that like gluten free food tastes like cardboard or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, I think
1: that gluten free food has come a long way. The Probably the the main thing I'd say about gluten-free food is, which you need to be careful of, is it often has a lot more or a lot of sugar in it to Mm -hmm. make it taste good, you know. So, that's something to be just, I guess, mindful of. You think, okay, I'm eating gluten-free, I'm eating healthy, and to some degree you are, but oftentimes to make that gluten-free food taste nice, they've had to put a whole lot of sugar in it or, you know, stuff that that you really should only be having a little bit of mm. in your diet.
0: If someone here is listening to, to your story and has been like, hey, I've been feeling like really tired, I've been reacting to certain foods and I've never really made sense of it or thought much more deeply about it, maybe I am gluten intolerant or maybe I'm a celiac. To that person, what would you say is like some good next steps to yeah. take?
1: Well, I would go and get the blood test done, Mm -hmm. you know, go to your GP and request that they give you a referral for the blood blood test because if indeed you are that way inclined, whether it be gluten intolerant but especially if it's celiac, you are going to feel so much better, so much better once your body is able to get rid of the last traces of gluten in your body and and then start to repair itself and 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 function
0: because it takes a few weeks for the body to flush out like any trace of gluten right if
1: you're celiac it takes three months at least for your body to have you know got worked through all that that gluten and and three months you know that that's a long time to feel rotten for i just remember you know when i when i had that boo-boo with those hot chips Oh, I just felt like it went forever and ever and ever, and I really did start to notice when I when I sort of turned the corner and that trajectory sort of started to head in the right direction. It was just like ah, yeah, sweet okay, relief, good. yeah, yeah, because it, it's it's just a horrible place to be, and you don't have to live life like that thank goodness and and the other thing is too on a long-term basis you can really do some serious damage to your body if if you are feeling like that and it is in fact that you're you're celiac
0: Mm. now for for those same people who might have it or do have it and have recently found out we're lucky enough that we have you here in the office who has gone through the hard yards of finding out your own research and or your own uh, resources where you can get foods from. Now this is the time to sort of spill some of those beans, some of those you might want to keep secret for Kylie's Secret Recipes. So wh- where do you get the majority of your stuff? Like this is assuming that someone is – our listeners are based in Australia, obviously. What are the sort of places you tap into for f- to buy food?
1: Look, these days your, your supermarkets have, you know, a pretty good health food section – in them. If you, if you wander along to things like Harris Farm, you know, place specialty grocers like that they often have some really good stuff. There are some great wholesale distributors now that that distribute a whole lot of really really good gluten-free stuff and so going to a health food shop you'll find some good stuff there too. For me, I'm always because of some of the other businesses, you know, that I have, I'm always on the lookout for for really good food that is That's either whole food, gluten free, you know, that sort of thing. So Kez's kitchen is pretty good and they specialize in sort of gluten free stuff. There's, there's so much out there Mm. these days. I think you just gotta, just gotta make sure that if you are celiac, that if you're buying it online and you actually can't Read the ingredients, or or read the fine print. As in, you know, it might have traces of gluten, or you just got to really make sure that that is actually food that's appropriate for for celiacs. But you know, you'll you'll get some some great little markets and stuff that you go to, even just,
0: vegan markets hey, because yeah. a lot of vegan um, places, restaurants, markets. Sort of seem to be intertwined with the gluten free sort of Absolutely. culture as well
1: yeah, and and also celiac Australia have some some great resources for me. I actually became a member just for for this year, just while I'm still trying to get my head around it all, and they they actually send you a whole lot of food as part of your like a box full of you know bits and pieces as part of your membership package, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's always, that's always a, a good too. But I just, and I found just downloading their app and, you know, because there are, there are so many ingredients out there that you just go, what the heck is that? And just being able to quickly, as I'm, you know, whizzing around the shops or whatever, oh, can I have this? Look it up. Yes, I can. Or no, I can't. That, that's, that's really handy. And for me, my mantra now is if I'm in doubt, don't have it.
0: Mm. Those are really good principles to live by. Like, m- one of the key pieces of information my naturopaths shared to me is that the wheat in Australia is some of the worst in the world because of our, our terrible soils, which is why yep. people like my girlfriend have no problem with sourdough in Europe. Come here, yep. have massive issues with it. So, it's almost like, just on a final note, does it seem like there's way more people with these sort of issues around in Australia, do you think?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I- I've... I've spent time living in in London for example I've done two stints in London and traveled Europe a lot and yeah I would definitely say we have a whole lot more celiacs and gluten intolerant cases here than we ever do over there and I've heard the same thing because of our wheat it is mighty strong in the gluten content that it's contained in it and uh, yeah definitely bigger big yes to that and it's a shame although the good thing is though that we do cater for it more these Mm. days too you know people are are becoming a lot more aware of it and you know if you ask if you're asking for something gluten-free most most cafes and and um, food places will have an option Mm. for you if you're celiac you just have to make sure that they understand completely what's involved with that
0: yeah you that's know right. it's not
1: just it's not just an intolerance but it actually is a condition that you have and you cannot have it so you know they've just got to make sure that they prep it well and look nine times out of ten they're really accommodating and really good about it
0: mm, but you just have to make sure that you know so that you don't run into that one out of ten situation that yeah. will keep you out for three months. Yeah, you got to be really careful about
1: it. Yeah, it's it's your health, basically, and you got to be responsible for it. And so, you know, you you assume that they that they don't know, and that you're going to have to explain it to them, and you're really going to have to spell it out.
0: Mm. Hey, Kylie, it's been it's been real talking to you always good to have a chat but also a lot of important information there for the many people out there that i'm sure that are suffering from the effects of celiac disease or intolerances so thanks so much for joining me today on Science of the times radio kylie hopefully we'll get you on again soon to talk about one of your many other areas of expertise
1: yeah thanks for having me Today's episode was based on an article appearing in this month's Signs of the Times magazine. A subscription is just $26 for 11 issues a year. To find out more, visit signsofthetimes.org.au in Australia or signsofthetimes.org.nz in New Zealand.